Wear your Nards Plow shirt to the office. Naked. With a dog's right knobs tattoo. Well, why don't you go fuck yourself? I think I... But it was like, smart though. You know what I mean? Sucky, sucky, quack, quack. Just really blend those nuts, right? Five or six fucking Reggie Roby punts right up fucking Dustin's asshole. I go for that Nards first battering ram. Five second Nards holes, the Nards squeeze. One I've been disappointed before, but not quite like this. It's not him. It's the car. It's the door. Like, what are you going to do? He's working with the fucking door. He's misplaced his ass kicking. Fuck you, Jeff Hardy. They call that, uh, meth. His ass lands on Abyss's crank. He's on drugs. I thought it was going to be the fucking starting running back for the Green Bay Packers. It's an actual goddamn large plow. I am iron. Can't tell me you don't like a little pounce band. Show me some rump. I wanted to see some butt, man. He can't use a guitar, so he uses a cello. Quick, make it happen, huh? Try to. One guy's just fucking rocking a hardcore chub. And he delivers a jackknife on the cello. We're watching pornography. In association with the Shining Wizards Network. Great Wrestling Podcast presents... Year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. It's Kevin. And today we are going to be covering TNA Against All Odds 2005. Let me ask you here. So we're about four shows in. Yeah. What do you think of the six sides? I'm a fan. Do you still like it? I still like it. Yeah, that that, that part of it has not uh, worn thin on me whatsoever. I still enjoy the six sides. Now, I will say it doesn't necessarily add a ton to the wrestling action. It just gives you a diff- different presentation, which I, I kind of like. Right. I do often like when I'm watching it, when a guy Irish whips a guy. I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, he's going to whip him right into the buckle. And then he ends up hitting the ropes. I'm like, oh, shit, hit the ropes. Watch out. He's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but like every time an Irish whip happens, I've for whatever reason, I'm, I'm convinced he's going to go into the turnbuckle. And you don't know for sure where he's going. That, no, you never know. Yeah. But, uh, this time we got the guy with the voice. He's back telling us about the encounters that we got going here. It's pretty majestic music. Yeah, it is majestic music. And in the open, uh, while I was watching this, I thought to myself, did they get fucking James Earl Jones to do the TNA open? <laughs> like, his voice is, it's very James Earl Jones-esque. It's quite a voice. So, yeah. And I, like, I like I rewound it a couple times. And I was like, I think that's fucking James Earl Jones. I think fucking Vader is doing the intro for TNA now. Did his career fall off? Turns out. Not James Earl Jones. Is he still with us, James Earl? J-E-G? J-E-J? J-E-G? J-E-J? I don't think he is. I'm not sure. Uh, this guy, this uh, faux James Earl Jones, is a man by the name of Barry Scott. And he is no longer with us. Moment of silence? For Barry Scott? Oh, you, you like his work here. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, he gets it. 
right. Yeah. All right. We can we can moment of silence. Uh, moment of silence for Barry Scott. Turns out James Earl Jones is still with us. So. Oh, he is. Well, it's a good thing we went Barry Squat. squat. Yeah, it was a little, a little early for a moment of silence, but uh, he was a pretty good job telling us about the, uh, we got a few kind of main event matches on this one. AJ Styles is taking on Christopher Daniels in an Iron Man match for the X Division title. Also, Big Sexy's taking on Double J. We got Abyss and Jeff Hardy in a full Metal Mayhem match. Any intrigue there? None. No, no. Well, we get uh, we get sent to the back right away, and the Douglars outside of the champs' dressing room. So apparently, there's dignitaries from around the world, including Larry Legend, in there. I love Larry Legend, but we got to talk about him here. Uh, did you take a moment to look at again? I love Larry Legend. Right, I love him. Did you take a moment to look at I, I Did you look at his shirt? What was the shirt like? You didn't you didn't you didn't uh kind of maybe pause it and take a good look at the shirt that he was wearing, old Larry Legend? <laughs> this fucking shirt that he's wearing, it's a button up. And it's got dogs riding motorcycles. <laughs> he's got a fucking dogs riding hog shirt on. <laughs> You're on pay-per-view, Larry Legend. You couldn't get one of those like, like polo TNA shirts. You're WCW always wear the like the WCW polo shirt usually, right? Looking good. Look, he shows up at TNA. I don't think he gives a fuck. He's, he's like, today's today's recording. He's probably at home going, God damn it! Where's my dogs riding hog shirt? I gotta wear it for the pay-per-view. And it's not even like Road Wild or anything. It's against all odds. If you're gonna do anything against all odds, like, boy, do the dogs playing poker shirt, right? Not the dogs riding hog shirt. Does this do anything to your love for Larry? No, because I love the man, right? His apparel doesn't matter to me. I love the man. He could have been out there. He could have been naked. With a dog's right knobs tattoo. I'd still love the man. Yes, I would have loved him the same. I might have critiqued him a little bit more harshly, but yeah, I just couldn't believe the dog's right. You got any of those dog's right knobs shirts? No. You ever had one? Don't believe so. Have you ever had any apparel that had a dog print on it? I don't think so. Hmm. Never owned a dog myself. Well, I know, yeah, I know you haven't, but I think that I could probably, I'd probably find you a Dogs Riding Hog shirt. I think it might be a good look for you. You shall be your next music gig, Dogs Riding Hogs. People will know, like, they're in for a night, right? This guy really plays the skins. Look at him with Dogs Riding Hogs. You change your name for the night, too. Instead of Duke Bags, you could be Harley Bags. Harley Bags? Harley Bags on the skins, wearing his Dogs Riding Hog shirt. I might have just changed your life. I don't know. I don't. Did I? I'll be. I'll be waiting for that. Uh, that gift in the mail. I mean, I'll. I'll wear it. Still goes. <laughs> that is great. I am. I am very happy for that. I'm waiting to see the uh, the, the the Harley Bags Facebook pop up with you wearing your dogs right now. So do. You- so the 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 shirt just kind of throws the vibe off for you. 
for me, yes. We're at a pay-per-view. This is professional, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's not... I expect him to wear like a TNA shirt, right? Douglas wearing a TNA shirt, right? He is. Larry Legend not. So he gets sent over to Scott Hudson. He's outside a big sex's locker room. Tells us there's no whooping it up in there. Don't know what uh don't know what he's getting at there. Tells us Nash will be featured in the longest yard. Yeah, I was a little thrown off by this. Yeah. Uh, they show Scott, right? Scott's talking about there's usually a party or he says something about it. And that's where I got confused right away. Cause he's talking, talking about a party and absolutely, it's absolutely silent, right? So he's alluding to Kevin usually brings the party. Big sex usually brings a party, right? Normally behind this door, there's a fucking orgy going on and they're playing a bunch of loud rap music. Uh, but not today, right? Today's serious business. And then he starts making references to people that have come and gone. Like he said that, you know, there was a water boy and there was, what does he say? There's a, God, what was the other thing? A certain, or a former head of state. Like, so he's making, he's not saying their names, but he's making references to the characters that they played in the movies, which I thought was just shit. I don't even think we get to, we don't even get to see big sex here. No. We just get Hudson talking some nonsense outside his dressing room. Real intriguing stuff. Well, this son of a bitch took place February 13th, 2005, live from the Impact Zone. So in a pre-show, we had a couple of tag matches. The first one, Phi Delta Slam defeated Lex Lovett and Buck Quackerman. And the Harris Boys were victorious over Mikey Batts and Jarrell Clark. Sound like pre-show matches. Yeah. We're starting this one out. Elix Skipper taking on Petey Williams. Right away. Skipper's a former Team Canada member. He is. You would think these guys would be allies. You would think that they'd at least try and bring him in. Right. Because we know that uh, Skipper's not a, I mean, he's not actually a Canada guy, right? I don't know if we ever got to the bottom of why he was in Team Canada. I'm not sure, but he's a New York guy, I think. New York, uh, or he's like from Atlanta by way of Brooklyn, something like that. But you're he, right. He was a they McDonald's manager, him. right? Looks, yep. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah boy. Like the most kick-ass McDonald's manager of all time. Well, Petey lost the X Division title at our last show to AJ Styles in the Ultimate X match. Our next show is going to be Destination X, where there's going to be four guys in a match. So it's likely going to be one of these guys. Well, the yeah. Is. I mean, we'll find out later, I guess. Right, right. Did you, uh, they're calling Elix the total package? Did you pick up on that? Is Mike TNA saying that? Yeah. Yeah. There's already a total, like, the total package. Already had, like, that was already a thing. It happened. Right. Unless you think Lex is maybe making indie dates at this point, going by Luscious Lex. Do you think he ever brought back the narcissist? I don't think so. No. I just thought it was weird. Like, why? Of all the things. Like, he was prime time, right? Prime time. Why are you calling him total package? Maybe he was just referring to his a uh, his skill set. Oh, you're talking about his jennies? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Son <laughs> of a bitch. Oh, Petey doesn't know what's in store for him. Then. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so they talk about uh, Elix being a former cruiserweight champion. That was given to him by Lance Storm. He was in Team Canada for helping him win the U.S. title, which he right. turned into the Canadian title. But that's enough right. of revisiting WCW now. <laughs> Say, man, I thought we moved past it. All right, so Skipper, he's got the experience advantage for probably the first time in his life here because Petey's only like 22. He gets knocked to the outside, and Petey does a slingshot hurricane run over the top to the outside. Looked really good. That's right out the gate. Gets Skipper back inside and sets him up, and that tree of woe stands on his package. Does the O Canada. This guy might have my two favorite moves of the year. Petey Canadian Williams? Destroyer and... The O Canada standing on the junk. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll give you the uh, O Canada. I'll give you that one. But the Canadian Destroyer fucking sucks. <laughs> you shove that move up your ass. I'll well, see about that, dude. We got a lot of action in this one. The oh. Lodi's out there doing the distraction business like usual. I like that. Uh, okay, so Petey might have my my three favorite moves. Oh, here we go again. He does that what combination now? suplex where he suplexes a guy and then he moves him around and gets him with the belly to back. Okay, yeah. It's good. Yeah, he's good. He's the credit, the credit he deserves here, man. Well, why don't you go fuck yourself? I think I give him plenty of credit. All right? He does one thing that I absolutely hate, and that really drops it down. That, like, cuts the, cuts the credit in half. Well, Elix, he finally makes a comeback. It's a nice guillotine leg drop. Tries to go for a version of that uh, Hurricane Rana bit that he did on top of the cage a couple shows ago. Yeah, he does like the, yeah. It was kind of a good idea. It's a good idea to, like, in a certain sense, recreate that moment without the cage. You know, like, just to make sure that stays in people's minds. Like, hey, I'm the guy that fucking catwalked the top of the cage and Rana the guy. Right. So, like, in my mind, it's smart to... Like, do a little bit of a recreation of that, even though it's not, you know, as high risk at that point. It still lets, like, reminds people, like, holy shit, this is the guy that did that. Uh, it didn't go well, but he tried it. Well, Elix misses a dropkick then, and Petey goes for the Destroyer. Gets reversed into Primetime's move. His new new finishing move, the Sudden Death. And Elix gets the win. This was uh, This was an okay match. Uh, I think this match load was a little bit too active and he's been that way like, every time we've seen him. So I, I kind of come to expect it. So I'm not, I wasn't like super pulled out of it at that point. I really loved that when like these two guys are superior athletes, right? And they go for that dual bridge spot, you know, when one guy's pinning the other guy and they both kind of bridge up oh, yeah. and they, they can't get it. I was like, well, you guys are both, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> they really want to do it. If we tried hard enough, me and fucking J-Bo could do that move. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are superior athletes. Me and J-Bo are not superior athletes. So just the fact that they couldn't get that done, that, that kind of made me chuckle. I, I love the, the counter into uh, Elix's new finisher, the sudden death. I just don't like the new finisher, the sudden death. So. All in all, easy enough match to watch. Quick opener. You know, that's kind of that WCW formula. 
get the get the cruisers out there, get, get them, get the crowd pumped up, get them going. So yeah, it was it was all right. Next up, this ought to be a treat. We got BG James and Jeff Hammond <laughs> taking on the team of Michael Shane and Kazarian. So who the fuck is this guy? So he's a fucking NASCAR guy. And <laughs> here's a big problem with it. They should have opened with this match, <laughs> right? Because you just had Elix and Petey go out there. They're, they're two of your higher work rate wrestlers. And now you're going to trot Jeff Hammond out there. <laughs> like if they were going to, they should have buried this somewhere else on the card or they should have opened it with, open with it. It was, that was rough. So we get to what amounts to a three live crew music video. So Jeff Hammond actually picked up a victory in his debut last week on Impact. He's he's going to show us his form of a pit stop. That's his finisher. I'm, like a SAGS pit stop? Is that what we're doing? It's not. It sucks. It's, and like, when you look at those guys, you look at you look at three okay, right? You got the road dog. You got the K-Quick. You, you got the Conan. And you got Jeff Hammond? This is definitely one of those, one of these does not belong here type situations. Right. Jeff Hammond looked like he should be in the West Texas Rednecks, right? Right, right. Oh. Road Dog, he makes an allusion to that uh, that bit when he's when he gets on the mic. And, uh, well, Conan, I mean, he gets out there and wants to know where his dogs are at. <laughs> BG welcomes us to the fast lane, says uh, they're going to run the boys into a wall. So it's like an interpromotional thing they're trying to do here, I think. Right? Gotcha. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Like, hey, uh, NASCAR guy here, uh, you know. Come check it out. Come check it out, you know. Right. And then he's going to do a race next week. Check that out, too. Yeah, also go to the race. Go to you the know, wrestling good. matches and go to the race. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good time all around. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he says he's going to run him into the wall. Uh, and I know I'm not very well versed in the world of NASCAR, even a little bit. But it's got to be like, you can't just run a guy into the wall, right? Do you get like uh do you get like a soccer card for one of those? Do you get like a red card? Do you get a personal foul? Is it a flagrant foul? <laughs> like, do you get an unsportsmanlike conduct? Is there, do you think there's a, any type of, uh, you know, issue for if you run, run a guy into the wall? You just think it's, it's, All's all's fair on the track. I'm not sure. Yeah, my my racing knowledge uh, pretty much starts and ends with Mario Kart, so that's kind of where, where I'm oh. at. I'm pretty sure you can, you know, Dale Earnhardt. He passed away when he got ran into the wall. Yeah, you know? but what happened to the other guy? Well, he probably finished did, the race. Did he also get eliminated? I'm not sure. Neither am I. Nobody ever talks about the other guy. No, Everybody just talks does. about the deal, Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. All right, well, back to the matter at hand here. I mean, Hammond, he gets in there first. Gets a wrist lock on. He tags in BG. Really working on that arm. Smart. So BG takes a big suicide splash from, from Kaz. Kind of like an Undertaker over the top. Type splash. Yeah. Kaz and Shane are looking good with the quick tags. 
Hammett gets in there, and I swear he gets booed. <laughs> do you hear that? Yep. Yep, I sure did. That <laughs> motherfucker got booed. That so you're really not wrong, man. The plan. There's not a lot of crossover fans. <laughs> Which didn't oh, necessarily yeah. surprise me, but at the same time, I didn't expect Jeff Hammond to be booed. I mean, he goes, he hits like a pounce type of thing. Where I he runs that into was the an guy. accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much to this match, man. I mean, Michael Jane, he accidentally super kicks his partner, and then Hammond delivers an elbow drop. That's what he calls the pit stop. Oh, oh wait, no, you're really underselling this elbow drop. All right, well, give it to me, man. <laughs> it's not just an elbow drop. He, he runs around. <laughs> he runs around his opponent like a fucking toddler. <laughs> and then jumps up and delivers the elbow drop. That's the pit stop. But it's not the pit stop until he runs around, right? He circles him. Because at NASCAR, you also drive in circles. But him running, he looks like a toddler. He looks like a toddler circling him. And then try, it's like a kid playing with his dad, like play wrestling with his father. And I'm going to run around. Elbow drop. It's bad, man. It's not good. It's not good. And why wouldn't you? So, and I'm not against the elbow drop finish, right? I, I'll, t- I'll take a simple finish, right? If it's done right, leg drop, simple finish, right? Looks great. Right. Right, he off the ropes, big big leg drop looks good. Simple finish works for me a lot of the time, <laughs> but running around your opponent <laughs> like a child and then jump up and drop in the elbow—that guy looks like a jack off. Can we moment of silence him, or is he still around? Jeff Hammond. Yeah, I think he's still around. All right, my bad. You know, this team speculates about the attorneys in the back. DOA Dusty's shown with the with his bimbos at his office, aka the back of his pickup truck. It's kind of a nice touch having his office be in the bed of a pickup truck. Well, I'm not a truck guy, but I was thinking about that. It kind of is nice because, well, it might also be a curse because your office is then wherever you are. At the same time, your office is wherever you are. You know what I mean? Like right. You can't you can't be like, oh, I was out of the office. You know what I mean? You can't be like, oh, I was on the road, couldn't get to my office because you can't because your office is right behind you at all at all times. Well, when you're driving, at least, I suppose. Well, he's pretty dedicated to his position. That does show dedication. Maybe you should get a uh, promotion. He's already DOA, man. I don't know what other things there are in the company, though. There's got to be something else. Got to be. I don't know what what title does your guy Larry Legend hold. Uh, he's the legend. This game, the legendary title. Yeah, well, he's the the living legend, double L. You know, I think it's a miss not having a porta john in the back of that truck. I think there's some comedy gold with putting a porta john in the back of the truck, right? Like the bimbos are always hanging on the back of the truck. <laughs> Dusty could pop out of the porta john. <laughs> sup, cow, sup, cowgirl. Let's finish up some business. <laughs> I think that they might have had a missed opportunity not having a portage on in the back of the pickup truck. Well, the season is young, man. We'll see. We'll see where they go. Oh, you think they had one? I don't know. We got eight, nine shows left, man. Well, now I'm excited. Double J's lawyers come over and they want the Dream to sign something because they don't agree about the guitar stipulation in the match. They're saying, you know, Double J's never used a guitar. 
Uh, guy says that if Dream doesn't sign, he'll get him evicted. So that just means he has to get in his truck and drive away. That, so yes, there was, how- there, was a, <laughs> there was some questionable things in this segment. Uh, right away, I love that the lawyer goes, Jeff Jarrett has never used his guitar. <laughs> like right away, I think that's hilarious. Because, I mean, obviously he's used it multiple times for years at this point. But for this lawyer to just be like, he has never used his guitar. Like, the conviction he delivered the line with, I thought was fucking great. It was dumb, but it was, like, smart dumb. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then, uh, Dusty starts with this turn of the barrel thing again. Starts talking about the turn of the barrel. I still don't know what turn of the barrel is. And that was the last thing that I wrote down. Evicted from fucking what? (laughs) He's not the landlord, right? And I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if you can evict people from, like, can you evict somebody from their position? That doesn't well, seem right. Jay throwing around his power. Gotcha. Right? But if he evicts him, he just gets in his truck and takes his office and leaves. Do you think they take the flat butt of the truck? <laughs> he can leave, but he can't take the he can't take the butt of the truck. I don't know how it works, man. I, I think it's blind threat. That's what I think. Oh man, that's disappointing. I was hoping there's a lot of this. Uh, I, I wasn't really too invested in this uh, DOA and the bimbos and all that kind of stuff. But I think this was a spot where I kind of went, you know what? I'm kind of in on this now. Well, Larry Legend shows up at the end. Dusty tells him to get these uh, get this lawyer guy off his ass. That's where Conan's dogs are at. They're on Larry Legend's shirt riding hogs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next, we get Raven. He's, he's been he's been breaking people's fingers lately. It's like he started painting his chest. No, so he gave, he gave up the helmet. Now he's just painting. It. He's he's trying new stuff this year. What do you like more, painted chest or helmet? I'll take a helmet. I'll take yeah. I figured you go with the helm. So he's beating the shit out of youngster, and Dustin Rhodes wasn't having none of that. So he saved the day, and then he says something like "sucky sucky quack quack." No. <laughs> <laughs> sucky, sucky, quack, quack. Oh man, it would have been so much better if he did. Sucky, sucky, quack. quack. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> no. There's like no context to it either. He just just yells. So Booker T now says this on like pre-shows and stuff like that. He says, "Shucky, ducky, quack, quack." Oh, yeah. Shucky what? ducky quack quack. What I don't know what mean? it means. I don't oh. know what it means. But sucky sucky quack quack. That's, <laughs> that's, what I heard. that's that's better. All right. Well, we got Raven and Dustin Rhodes. So Raven's got some gold chains. Takes his seat in the corner. Dustin's out again. He's got that enough said shirt. That's enough. That's enough. Raven goes for the spit early on. Uh, to battle the outside. So Raven's working the leg for most of this one. Well, you want to work the leg. All right. Chopped on the tree. Got an ankle lock on for a while. Dustin gets some life. He does a 10 count. It's for a devastating bulldog, but doesn't get it. And then he goes upstairs. Not a good move. Never a good move. It's around this time I write... This is not a good match. You know, yeah, you're right too. Yeah, that I is a, that a is good a, match. 
I yeah. expected more. Yeah, I, I really I thought there was going to be more to this. I thought there was going to be more intrigue in the match. Uh, work of the like, great. I'm fine with that. Dust throws like the weirdest, laziest super kick I think I've ever seen. Like he's a big dude to be throwing that super kick. Just give me a boot, mm-hmm. right? Don't get fancy with it. You're a big guy. Don't go fancy. Just fucking you hit him with the big boot. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. Dustin takes out the ref. I mean, the crowd doesn't seem to be reacting the way they want him to so far in this show. Right. Raven goes and grabs the fucking straight jacket, puts it on the dust. This doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> well, what, I mean, the finish, though, Raven uh, Raven got the pin, but wasn't, uh, was it dust? Somebody's foot was on the ropes. Raven's feet were on the ropes, yeah? Who gets the win here? Raven. Raven wins. Oh. His feet are on the ropes. Oh, okay. uh, and then all the BS afterwards, I thought was was strange. It was smart, though. Like, he puts them in the straight jacket, like, around the rope, or in the, tur- the turnbuckle, right? So that's pretty good. That's smart. He's thinking. Then he whips them, which is, you know, that's okay. It's not great. I would have, I would have rather, you know, what I would rather have seen. He puts the straight jacket on him, right? He's kind of tied to the 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 corner there, the turnbuckle. I would have just like w- to watch Raven just like wind up and kick him into the Jennies, mm. but like not once, right? Because he whips him. He probably gets like a good five six whips in there. What if he did five six Jenny kicks right there? <laughs> just really <laughs> blend those nuts, right? Man. Talk about karma, you know. Wouldn't that get, I mean, I think that's a little bit more effective than five or six whips. And that that's personal. That's Dustin's, one of his calling cards. Right. Just give me five or six fucking Reggie Roby punts right up fucking Dustin's asshole. That would have been hilarious. So the, the schmuck who Dustin saved on TV, he came out and he takes DDT. And Raven delivers a few more shots with his belt before security gets out there and puts an end to the beating. Yeah, he goes and drinks Don's water. <laughs> <laughs> so the lights go off in the impact zone. We get some lasers and a gal with a voice telling us that Triton is coming. Triton is coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Triton. I have no recollection of Triton. The guys in the booth don't know anything about the guy. So really, they're really building up Triton. Triton. Are you excited to see Triton? A little bit. Oh, you are. Yeah. I am. Too, I am for one reason uh, specifically. It's the and the fact is I don't remember Triton. So I am mm-hmm. kind of like I. I don't think I would be intrigued by Triton. If I didn't like, like, I don't remember, I have no recollection of Triton at all. So I'm kind of excited now to see Triton. Triton. I, I, and he, I bet he's probably not good. Probably not. But I'm excited to see him, right? Do you, do you have that type of excitement about him? Just to see who he is? Right. You'd think he'd be a big guy, right? Right. Name like Triton. Triton. Is that, like that's got to be a big guy. Yeah, sounds like a big guy. Yeah. Next up, we got a tag team title match. America's Most Wanted taking on 
my guy Kid Cash and Lance Hoyt. These guys got a rivalry that goes back a little ways. They traded the tag team titles. And the America's Most Wanted, they're on their sixth reign here. Was the most in the history of the NWA belt. So the kid, he starts it off. And uh, America's Most Wanted pick him up. And they go for that Nard's first battering ram. I like that move. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, because, Yeah. It's good because <laughs> don't they they throw they throw cash, right? Is that the spot, or am I getting my spots mixed up? They throw cash, yeah, yeah. And then Hoyt Hoyt catches him like a baby, yeah. And, and then, then the, and then they they throw Hoyt, and right? He goes right through cash like a little bitch. Yeah, that's a good spot. So Kid Cash, he does a unorthodox submission where he covers up his opponent's mouth and nose, suffocating. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's that. that's not legal. That's about as dirty as it gets. It's right. Like that or like squeezing a guy's nards. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> Which one would you rather have? You want to have a the the nard squeeze or do you want to have the suffocation? I take a suff- suffocation because you figure it's got to be broken by the five count. Well, so does the nards grab, right? I'm saying five seconds of suffocation would be more tolerable Better than, than five seconds of nards grab. Yeah. You think huh. after a few seconds, like, you get the pain out of the way, or you think it's just going to be continual with an arch grab? It's a good question. In my mind, an, uh, like a Nards grab hold, the it's like a, like a, oh, like an ice cream headache, right? Like a brain freeze. That's what a Nards hold is, right? So, like, they get it, and you're like, oh, God, this sucks. I hate everything about my life. I want to die. And then they release it, and then it feels so good, you just. I don't think that's Maybe you should, great. uh. Maybe you should try that with your lady when you're getting tender. Just be like, hey, you want to put me in one of those five-second Nards holes, the Nard squeeze? You want to hit with that NS move? See how it goes? Yeah. yeah. I think she's going to be very disappointed. Yeah. But what do you care? You finished. <laughs> All right, well, back to the match here. The big fella, Hoyt. He does a choke slam into a P-bomb pin combo. Gets two. And then Storm and Cash, they get in there. They collide in the middle of the ring. Both guys are down. Wildcat gets in there. It takes several clotheslines to get the big fella down. And, I mean, Kid Cash hits Hurricane Rana, and then we got we got a melee. This tends to happen in kind of every tag match where you know, yeah. melee ensues. Yeah. But we do get the uh, the Eye of the Storm. Uh, James Storm's move, which is good. Hoyt goes up to the top of Storm and does a side slam. That's that's not bad. Yeah. Top rope side slam. You don't see that a lot, but I, I think I'm kind of behind it. We get a America's Most Wanted tandem, Hurricane Rana, and then a big elbow drop. Kid Cash breaks it up, delivers a cold cock with a belt. It's not enough to put him away. And then the handcuffs come into play. Then the kid gets cuffed in the corner. Meanwhile, America's most wanted connect with the death sentence to put the big fellow away and retain the title. Yeah. Yeah, a decent enough match for what it was, I guess. Better than the last match for sure. 
I just didn't. The one, the one spot that I really, I think, enjoyed the most was the the Rana to elbow drop uh, combo. So it was almost like a like a new version of the Power and Glory finish, right? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so that 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 part of it, I was kind of like, yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. I don't like Kid Cash at all, though. So better oh. than last match, though. I'll, I'll take this one. Better than the match with the NASCAR guy. Yeah, that one's going to be hard to beat as far as, like, on the level of bad. That was definitely less good. Right. All right, we're sent back to the juggler. And there's a limo pulling up. Team security guys are blocking the juggler from finding out who's in there. Didn't we just do this? Yeah. <laughs> it's And it's so, it's so damn funny, too, because... Douglas says, I'm not leaving till I find out who's in there. Right? I'm not leaving till I find out who's in there. And then he walks away. <laughs> it's all in like one sequence. He's basically got one foot out of the door when he finishes his sentence. I'm not leaving till I find out who's in there. And he walks away. A fucking franchisler walking away is leaving. <laughs> what leaving is. You've walked away. You don't know who's in there. We got a. He's a multiple time world champion here. This, if he really wanted to see who was in there, he could take out a couple of those security guys. Yeah, we've said that before. Send Scott Hudson out there. His little bitch ass ain't getting through security. So what do you what do you think of the French at this stage in his life here? Uh, you know, I've been disappointed before, <laughs> but not quite like this. <laughs> I like French, man. I fucking like. I don't can't uh, fuck. He's he's a French, right? French? It's a fucking fr- some French toast. Like I love the French, right? He's the franchiseler, the Douglar. He's the dean. He's the Douglar. He's all of those things. Was I wrong? Right? Is he like? Is he not as? I always thought he was very good. I mean, they've just been giving him like doors and yep. mysterious limousines to work with, though. So you're saying it's a casting problem? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. It's not him. It's the car. It's the door. Like, what are you going to do? He's working with the fucking door. Right. Yeah. It's definitely I mean, not Hudson him. in front of a door, you expect it, right? Right, right. Yeah, throw you're Hudson ex- in front of a door. Hudson in the door. Makes sense. Himself, you know? Right, yeah. Go fuck yourself in the door. But the Douglar, it's like his his mission to find out who's in these mysterious limousines, and he gets no satisfaction. Yeah, he never gets satisfied, and he's he he doesn't even like reach down t- into his boots to get the chain, right? Get the chain, get something. It seems like he's left it behind, doesn't it? Like his ass kicking. He's misplaced his ass kicking. Huh. Oh. It's too bad. He's he's about I don't know. Five years away from wearing the wearing the hogs ride hogs riding hog shirt, I think at this point. All right. Well, we get some highlights from the Abyss Abyss Leos. Jeff Hardy feud. These guys are fighting in a full metal mayhem match. So we're gonna have tables, ladders, chairs, and chains. So I'm not sure if there's any more stipulations to the match, but we'll find out soon enough, I suppose. Yeah, they didn't do a good job explaining what a full metal mayhem match was no. going into it. Yeah. And 
like they shoot, like the, the, the camera moves to the bring, right? And they see it, they, they show a security guard. And he's standing on the very top of the ladder. And he's putting an envelope up. And there's two envelopes. I didn't know that was any part of this full metal. I had no, I, I was like, what's the, what's in the envelope? This is not full metal. May this does not seem like a full metal mayhem match. Not the way that my mind tells me how a full metal mayhem match would be. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is it says, I mean, it's, you can't miss it. It definitely says, do not step on that top part of the ladder. I know that I have a ladder, right? I got a couple of them. It usually says, like, on the ladder, on the, the rung right below it, like, yay, better not. You better not go up there. And then on the top of it, it says, do not step. And this security guy is standing on top of, he's, I mean, he does got a group of security guys on the ground around him. But he's standing at the top of that ladder fucking around with an envelope. Somebody's got to get it up there, dude. So, well, yeah, maybe get a bigger ladder. I don't, I don't know. Maybe lower this shit, man. Right? The Federation, they'd always lower the shit. And you put the shit on there, then they they bring the shit up. That was a little questionable. Yeah. So there's two envelopes. Right, I I had no idea that this was the case here. We have two envelopes, and one of them has a title shot. But one of them does not have a title shot. Right. Guess which one they'll get first. Oh, I don't know, man. That's why we lost the match. It's hard to say, right? So early on, Abios overpowers Abios. the Enigma, but Hardy's not down for long. He dishes out a leg drop to the monster's ball bag. He then goes to the outside and grabs some objects. Oh, wait, one second. I can't. I can't let this slide. I know you already got in the match, but I can't. I can't let it slide. More pre-match shit. Jeff Hardy comes out. Uh, uh still looks like a, a. He looks like a dipshit, but. As he's, he's going around the ring, he's got rap music for his entrance, which is also kind of strange. That threw me off. And he's like rapping. And as he's walking around the ring, there's one fan that gives Jeff Hardy the middle finger and yells out, fuck you, Jeff Hardy. I don't know who he is, right? No idea. Don't know if he listens to the show or not. If he does, I just, I want to salute him, right? <laughs> I love that guy, right? I hope he's doing well. I hope he's... Oh man, I hope he's retired, right? I hope he, maybe he won the Powerball. I don't know, but whoever that guy is, that fucking looked at Jeff Hardy while Jeff Hardy's high fiving and rapping at the same time, looking like a dipshit, and that one fan that just went, "Fuck you, Jeff Hardy!" I just, I want to smooch him. That's your guy, huh? That's my guy. That's that might be uh, performer of the year. So I'm fairly certain that is Jeff Hardy's song. Oh, he's a rap guy. I'm fairly certain that his music is music from his band. Oh, wow. He's a rapper. Yeah. I don't know if that does anything for you. No, no. I mean, it probably makes me like him a little bit less, if I'm going to be honest. Gotta love that rogue fan, though. Just get yeah. to him. <laughs> love all my fans. Yeah. All right, you ready to get into the match here? Yeah, we can get into the match. I just thought it was, it was worth noting, right? It was, it was worth it, for sure. Yeah. So Hardy sets up the chair in the ring and he does the flying Sabu spot onto the big fella on the outside. Goes for another one and he eats the chair. That's what you get for stealing Sabu's spot, you fucking doper. Yeah, that fucking guy is a doper. 
So they got a few tables set up. Hardy brings the ladder into the ring. I'm guessing that those two things will be involved in the same spot pretty soon. Yeah, probably. Uh, Abyss, he really likes his tables. His He's table got, like, right now. It, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, like the Hulkster's, like, hunger for ass. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know? Like He's got that same type of, of unquenchable thirst for ass, but this is for tables. Right, right. He, well, he's got an unquenchable thirst for the wood. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So they got four of them set up. He signals for a big P-bomb to the outside in the area where several of those tables are, but Hardy gets out of it with a real sloppy reversal. We now have multiple ladders in the ring as well. Stacks of tables on both sides. Just plunder everywhere. Yeah, a lot of plunder, yeah. So, you're not a big plunder guy? Not really. This is like nah. excess plunder. Are you yep. engaged at all here? In this match? Yeah. Not at all. No? I couldn't give a shit less. I, I like Abyss a lot. I, I don't like Jeff Hardy at all. Uh, just any. Uh, he's just not. <sighs> he's not. And he's like, he's got covered in orange paint, like a dipshit. He's, he's just. He's not. Dip I don't know, man. Yeah, like I, I, I do believe that there was a time in his career that he was like good, right? But I think that it was it was very fleeting, very fleeting, and he's just a fall off things guy, which is fine, you know. Like you need a fall off things guy on the roster, but it'd be really nice if the fall off things guy was also like super good in the ring. I gotta believe he looked better, you know, a few years earlier. Yeah. But yeah, it's he hard even to like, say. like he's even missing his signature moves. Yeah, like he goes for that face like look like shit. He like in this match he goes for that uh and he calls it the whisper in the wind where he he uh locks up the the corner post and does like a twisting fucking senton backwards. Mm-hmm. Well he he went uh, to that move on Abyss and he overshot Abyss completely. Abyss is a big dude to overshoot. And he just went right over him. And then Abyss had to sell it like a jackass. It, I don't know. That could have been on Abyss. It could have been. He could have been miss, you know, in the wrong spot. But it, it just it doesn't help either one of them. These two guys don't seem to work very well together. Oh, the tug of war, too. They go tug of war with the ladder, right? Yeah. You're looking at Abyss. You're looking at Hardy. Who's winning that tug of war? Abyss. Yeah, not the fucking doper. Ten times out of ten. Ten out of ten, but not here. Somehow, fucking, he's probably got that goddamn, what do you call that, uh, meth, right? He's got the meth strength going through, uh, through his veins. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. So, I mean, Jeff does the old uh, Joey Mercury spot onto Abyss, which we've come to, we get kind of the same spots. This is like, what, two or three of these ladder-type matches with Jeff in a row? Yeah, and it looked like he really hurt his ass when he did that, too. Like, because he jumped over Abyss, he set the teeter-totter up, and he jumped over Abyss, and he landed ass-first on the ladder, and he didn't get much of the teeter-totter effect at all. But Abyss still had to sell it like he, you know, great teeter-totter effect smacked him in the face. And Jeff gets up, and the first thing he does is start rubbing his ass. You know, like... If you if you hurt your ass, the first thing you do is start rubbing your ass. I don't know why it's science. I'm I'm sure, but like you just start rubbing move. your ass. Yeah, so he's <laughs> walking around rubbing his ass, all in fucking orange, looking like a dipshit. 
<laughs> oh, man. So Hardy comes out of Abyss, and he takes the back body drop, goes through the first table. And then these two guys are battling up the entryway. Um, Abyss sets up another table. So I counted eight at this point. It's a pretty good count. We got eight fucking tables out there. So he sets it up at the top of the ramp. Hardy hits the twist of fate. We're doing a swanton off the top of the set. This is the most dangerous thing that Don West has ever seen. It's not a, like he doesn't even do a swanton though. He does. He, it's not like a swanton. What he does is there's a there's a like a railing on the top, and he like grabs the railing and he just does like a somersault. He pretty much lands on his fucking feet. He pretty much his ass lands on Abyss's crank, and he lands on his feet. Well, Don West, he says that, you know, it's the most dangerous thing he's ever seen. Jeff Hardy just jumped off the building. He's really using that home shopping selling. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you probably don't see a lot of it at the Home Shopping Network, right? There's probably not a, there's probably not dipshits running around smeared in orange paint all over the place, <laughs> fucking jumping off shit, right? That doesn't happen at QVC. It only happens in the impact zone. <laughs> 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 Do you oh, think? Man. Do you think? Like, would you have done that spot? Who am I, Jeff Hardy or Abyss? You're Jeff Hardy. That's his thing: is jumping off of shit. Right, but it didn't look like a big drop. Were you thinking he should have jumped off something else? No, no. I I think he needs to stop jumping off things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how freak, it goes. Freak show. A spot like that. You know? Yeah, I think it would have been better had he not done that weird like, because he almost didn't clear it too. Like he grabbed that railing and he flipped himself over, and he almost didn't flip himself over fully. <laughs> would have been great if he didn't fell back forwards. I was hoping my guy Abyss would move, but yeah, that was not the case. So Hardy, he gets that big ladder. That one that you were you talking had to about. Get the big ladder. Where's <laughs> <laughs> that ladder when the security guy needed it? Yeah, exactly. So he begins ascending the big ladder. He gets one of the envelopes, but there's nothing in there. Oh shit! This <laughs> so this is this is a good spot too. <laughs> Not to cut you off, but I'm just gonna Go pick ahead. on the do- I'm gonna pick on the doper a little bit more. So he has no like <laughs> he has no like perception of space. <laughs> he sets the fucking giant ladder up and he's like looking at the thing above him. He's like, no, oh, gotta put it over here. And he looks like he's like, no, gotta put it over here. And then Don West covers up by saying, like, oh, he's smart. He's putting there in the middle so he can get both of them. No, he's fucking not. He's on drugs. Right? <laughs> He doesn't know, like, he has no fucking perception of space and reality, right? It's like, yeah, fucking guy. So he finally gets into the one, the one side and starts ascending. But I just, I'm looking at him going, oh, Jeff, put down the pipe, buddy. Like, please, please. If not for me, do it for your fans, right? Do it for yourself. Put it down. When you can't figure out any perception of space that's around you, you got to check back in. You got you to check back in. 
Put the pipe down. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> right here, I made a note. What if they forgot to put something in the other envelope? That'd be awesome. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. Um, so Hardy's going for the other one. He gets dragged down by Abyss, who throws him over the top onto that stack of four tables on the outside. Victory is the big man's. Hardy's pissed. He's going to town on the tables on the outside. He's probably pissed uh, because his big spot looked like shit. It did look like shit, and he was an asshole. So Abyss essentially just Irish whips him, and he goes flying over the thing. And he doesn't go through all the tables. I think he barely crashes through, like, two of them. Yeah. Uh, and then he, but the issue is, is he no-sells it. Completely fucking no-sells it, right? As soon as he goes through, he starts kicking the tables and throwing a fucking fit like a little bitch. Abyss he climbs up. Bitch. He is a little, he is a little bitch. And Abyss climbs up. And gets, meanwhile, he's sitting there kicking the table, throwing a, a fucking children's tantrum. And then storms off. He should this be taking a nap guy. out there. Sell it. That's the move, right? That's the move. All right? It didn't go the way you wanted it to. Oh, well, I thought it was going to be the fucking starting running back for the Green Bay Packers. Shit in life happens. All right? You don't, you didn't fight, you, you didn't hit all your spots on the table. Oh, well, guess what? The rest of the match didn't look that good either, bitch. Wasn't that good of a match. And then you're going to fucking throw a tantrum and no-sell? That's the big problem. Don't fucking no-sell it. Don't no right. sell it, you bitch. Spent the whole match, you know, creating these table structures. Right. You know, and the big spot comes. And we got, yeah. Yeah. Acceptable. Yeah. Are you liking Jeff Hardy less and less as we see him more and more? Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm getting, I'm getting what I expect out of him, I guess. You know. But your expectations like, are lowering, are they not? Yeah, because his, yeah. his, his spots. The ones that he actually hits and that are like, holy shit, are getting pretty sloppy as well. Yeah. You know, not just as when he tries to do a, when he, he half-asses when he does a, a move. Right. You know. Yeah. Like I said, every every twist of fate I've seen him do is look like junk. And I mean, that's kind of all he has anyways. But I mean, I like Abyss too. He gets the win. So. Yeah. Happy for the big fella. Another big fella. The alpha male. Pounce! Mr. Pounce. He's shown getting his ass kicked by Team Canada and Scott Hall. And then DDP came in to save the day. Tells out the Outsiders. This is kind of an intriguing team, right? Uh, Pounce DDP bang? The Pounce? The bang and the Pounce? Yeah. Uh, not really. Pounce? Uh, <laughs> can't tell me you don't like a little Pounce and Bang. I love a little pounce of bang. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. They're not. This is not a team. This is not a team. Not a team, huh? No. Nothing like when I see them together, nothing tells me they should be a team. Two completely different styles, right? Which sometimes you can interweave those. That's fine. But completely different styles. uh, Completely different, like, energy, right? Uh, Different energy. Uh, different way that they conduct themselves. Like it's, there's got to be a. Li- I got to see a little, a little something, uh, that could unite them for me to see them as like a decent team. And there's nothing. I mean, you got DDP, right? So, uh, from the Jersey Shore, you got 
pounds from the Serengeti, right? There's not, they just don't, it doesn't mesh for me. Maybe something about like, you know, your best self, right? That's the only thing I can kind of relate between the two, right? Because we got the alpha. I mean, look at right. him. He's a fucking specimen. He is. Yeah, he's a specimen. with his yoga. He's, he does have you yoga. Know. Yeah. Yeah, there's really nothing there, though. No, there's nothing there. I mean, you're reaching, but I'm glad that you're reaching. I mean, basically just a couple of couple of faces. I mean, neither <sighs> of them are really built for tag team wrestling, you know? Right, right. I mean, it would have been one thing if uh, DDP took uh, Pounce, right, from the Serengeti. And, like, he was, uh, Pounce was, like, the diamond in the rough, right? Because he could tie in the diamond, right? Diamond Dallas Page. You got the Pounce as the diamond in the rough, right? And he's bringing him up to be, you know, he's like a like a mentor coach guy. Something like that. You teach him the yoga? Teach him the yoga, right? Yeah. Take it to the bridge. All that shit. I don't know, man. Maybe put a diamond on his pants instead of like a fucking. He just got pounce and weird lettering on the on his ass, which is fucking funny. Like of all the things you could put on your ass for your tights, right? He's the alpha male, but he puts pounce on his ass. I would rethink that. That's something I wouldn't have done. Well, Monty Brown, he starts it out taking on Eric Young. The alpha shows off his power early, and he gets a he goes for a pounce early, but he doesn't connect. Pagey gets in there, mixes it up with Bobby Roode. I mean, good teamwork by the uh, the new form team here. Team Canada gets the advantage for a while until DDP lands a headbutt right in the package. We're getting a healthy amount of... Uh, There's a know, fair amount of nards, yeah. Yeah, they, it has been a variety. We mentioned this yeah. our last show, too. At least they're mixing it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can do it. You just got to do it, uh, you know, creatively. So the load, he's out there again. He provides a distraction. Monty Brown's getting beaten down. And then Eric Young throws that big elbow. That's it's growing, you know, it's growing on you. It, it, you know, it is a top 10 elbow for sure. Ah, I figured it'd probably grow on you. It's yeah. a good elbow drop. Solid elbow. Page gets in there. He, he gives the big boot to everybody. Everybody's getting a boot. And then Brown and uh, Paige get thrown into each other. But do a do-si-do and connect with some clotheslines. Oh, shit. Unity. These guys are acting like a team, man. A little bit. A little bit. So we get the combo, pounce cutter, and DDP and Monty Brown win. And they do a tag team diamond cutter gesture. Another sign of unity. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really, it really kind of fell apart, you know, and then obviously I, I, it's the top rope cutter to EY, which is always good. That's always good. And it's the pounce to, does it be pounce is rude? Right. Yeah. Monty pounce is rude. Yeah. You said combo pounce cutter. And I was like, what the fuck? That never fucking happened. You pounce somebody into a cutter. (laughs) If you could pull it off, that'd be something, but. Yeah, oh, separate I, I was, guys. Yeah, separate guys. The uh, the the top rope cutter always looks good. Uh, it was fine, man. It was fine. I still don't like him as a team. I think they're better singles, right? You look at DDP's career; always better as a single, right? Never had like a solid like tag team. I know he had the triad there for a while, but 
always, always a good single. And you mm-hmm. look at the career of uh, Monty Brown, and there's, I mean, there's not as much to look at, but he was also just, uh, he, was a, he was a good singles guy. I think you're doing them both a disservice by teaming them. Well, you know, between uh, between Jarrett and his goons, Team Canada, there's a lot of bad guys that got to be put in their place. That's true. So we're sent back to Dusty's truck, and the two ladies are hanging out in the bed of the truck when Dagger and the other stooge walks up and asks Dusty if he signed the the document yet. And then Trinity almost moons the guys, and the other gal tells her to have some class. Right. Why? I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see that, right? I wanted to see some butt, man. Like, I'm watching this, and, like, I'm sitting back, like, okay, here we go, another pickup truck segment. Nothing's going to happen here. And there's, you know, everything's happening. I was like, oh, wait, something's going to happen, right? Business is picking up. I'm going to see some butt. (laughs) There's an ass, you know? Right. And and she, like, she she does the whole, like, undoes the, the, the shorts, and she turns around, and she goes for it. And the other, the other bimbo covers it up with a fucking cowboy hat. She doesn't even drop her drawers, and she's covering it up. Right? Let the girl have some fun. Right. Show me some rump. Oh, man. We're coming into the home stretch here. We got a oh, X-Division yeah. title match. Coming up next, 30-minute Iron Man between AJ Styles and the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. So early on, we get one of them Hurricane Ranas to the outside. That's a pretty common spot too in these kind of matches. Yeah, that's Hurricane that's Ranas one of the th- pretty cheap. They Ranas are cheap, and that's one of the things that like I wanted to ask you because like low blows became cheap, right? Ranas at this point are cheap. Head scissors cheap, Very but cheap. like uh, super kicks cheap. Like there were Sleepers. a time when. Sleepers. I mean, sleepers were always kind of, kind of cheap, I guess, but not, not a, not a ton. But like the DDT, right? The DDT is cheap as hell. These used to be finishers, finishers. And like the generation of kids watching wrestling now, they just don't get it, man. No, they're watching fucking flip pile drivers as setup moves. You fuckers are selfish. <laughs> Fuck you. And that that EY elbow drop would have taken taken somebody out back in the day. That EY elbow drop, you probably you probably could have beat Bad News Brown with that. He was a tough guy, right? And now we're using fucking Ranas and super kicks and fucking flip pile drivers and setup moves. Ah, this shit, man. So Don tells us that these guys couldn't keep their hands off each other on Impact. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And keep the hands off each other. <laughs> gonna show you what, uh, gonna show you my real, my Iron Man, right? <laughs> I, got a, I got a piece of fucking rebar in my pants. Because <laughs> I'm the Iron Man. I am Iron <laughs> Man. Somebody should should have came out to Iron Man. Somebody did, man. Fucking didn't Legion of Doom come out to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have fucking rebar in their fucking trousers when they did. Do you know that? 
hundred percent, but I, I I don't think so. I've never seen I've never seen a, a Road Warriors match where one guy's just fucking rocking a hardcore chub. Can't say I have either, but you know, not ruling it out. But you'll probably look for it from now on, won't you? <laughs> I got a fucking I got a text from you at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> hey man, hey hey, AWA TV, nineteen eighty six. Fucking animals got an animal. <laughs> oh man! So they got that clock there. It's at the beginning, and then they take it away. That sucks. Comes back. That should always be in the shot. Should always be in the shot. Yep. So safe to say, there's a lot of action in this one. Yeah, it was it was good paced at the beginning, just a little bit faster than I thought maybe it should have been. This is a thirty minute Iron Man match. Like, pace it out a little bit more. Like it could, it should be right, slow, right, methodical, build, fast pace, bring it back down a little bit, right. Both guys are getting tired. Get a little bit more methodical, and then bring it back up again, and then There's get to a the lot finish. of that in this one. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, it's just a little bit faster than it needed to be for me. For me, for my taste. Yeah. I mean, right out, right out the gate, we get you know one of them uh, phenomenal springboard slashes by Styles. Ends up eating the railing. Daniels is favoring one of his arms, while AJ is favoring one of his ribs. So I mean, that's good. They're each like oh. attacking, you know, a certain, you know, parts going to work. Yeah. Man, Styles with that moon salt to that inverted DDT always looks great. That's beautiful. It's always beautiful. And he goes for the 450. Man. Not smart. He's to the midsection. And uh, Daniels hits his finisher, picks up the first fall. What do you think of that action? I liked it. I, I liked it. I liked the the knees up into the 450 and then right into the, you know, the ancient. I almost would have rather have seen a 450 knees up and then right to the cover. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that the, the 450 is such a huge high impact move. You get your knees up on the 450. That should incapacitate your opponent enough to get the three. Yeah. So I would, I, I think I, I don't, I mean, Daniel's finish is a, it's a pretty good looking finish. So I, I don't hate seeing it there. I just think that maybe, maybe getting that, and it would have been a bigger surprise of a, of a pinfall there too. Instead of like doing that and then the, you know, the angels wings and then getting the three, I, I would have much rather have seen the knees up quick pinfall, surprising pinfall situation. I gotcha. Well, we're, we're about halfway through that the 30 minutes here and AJ's title is in jeopardy. Daniels, he locks in that abdominal stretch, continues to pound on them ribs. I mean, if if you or I tries a 450 and the other one of us puts the knees up, I'm pretty sure I'm breaking some ribs, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that's one of those spots where you just kind of wonder how they pull it off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Styles, he's making his comeback. It's a go-to-sleep type of backbreaker move, which is pretty cool. Only gets the two. Follows it up with that phenomenal flying forearm. 
So you got the best forearm. Tito Santana. You take Tito? Yeah, I mean, they're different forearms. I think that uh, Tito Santana delivered his uh, his flying forearm, you know, that flying jalapeno that right. uh, Bobby the Brand called it. Uh, I think his, yeah, I still probably take Tito's, right? But I think without Tito's, there's probably no phenomenal forearm. Hmm. What about a Luger forearm with the steel? No, man. That was all he did was run and hold his arm up. He didn't do shit. Lex Luger can't do anything. You think he's still at conventions, like rolling into people with their forearm up? <laughs> Not gonna allow it. I bet he still got it in there. Yeah, good. So Daniels does that moonsault inverted DDT. And then he hits a blue thunder driver, but that doesn't put him away. Styles gets the uh, the Pele out of nowhere, and both guys are laid out. So eventually, Styles gets a pin combo, and he evens it up at one apiece. Yeah. And at this so point, that's... he's been busted open. Yeah, it's a nice little roll-up that he gets for the uh, for the pinfall. Uh, he got busted open, I think they said, from the post when he took that post shot on the outside. but mm. That unforgiving post. Yeah. So we got like five minutes left. The next fall essentially wins. If we get a ball, Daniels locks on what they call the Koji clutch. Yeah, he does that flatliner into the Koji clutch. Looks great, man. Looks great. And this is, so for the most part, I really enjoyed this match. And then this happens. And the flatliner into the Koji clutch, great. He locks it in, cinches it in. AJ's bleeding, right? Buckets, a lot of blood. Mm -hmm. And he passes out. And then the timer runs out. He passes out. And then the timer runs out. When he passes out, the match should have been over. That should have been a fall. Mm. Right? Like a, maybe if he would have hung on for like two more seconds. Yeah. And then passed like, out at the, at the, he sh- at the buzzer. He should have he should have fought through it, fought through it, fought through it, right? I mean, and it looks great. This is me being very much nitpicking here. But he should have kept on fighting through, fighting through, fighting through. The fight gets a little bit less, but he's still moving, right? Buzzer runs out, right? Timer's up. And then he passes out, right? Then he passes out. They got to wake him up a little bit after, you know, after it's run out. But... Him passing out in the hold, like that's right. it happens in the sleeper all the time. Guy passes out, match is over. Right, that's DKL mission. Yeah, that's a win. That's a, that's a pinfall. So that's that is the part that I I absolutely hate it. And actually, watching this match, uh, that reminded me that I I essentially really enjoyed pretty much all of this match. Uh, and I but I remember watching that. Uh, when it got to like when he as soon as he put him in the Koji clutch, I went, oh fuck, that's right. This is the bullshit at the end. I fuck. I forgot about this shit for almost twenty years, and now I'm pissed. <laughs> so they tell us we got a tie then at the end of regulation, and uh, they ask uh, Dusty to make this a sudden death match, and Dusty obliges. So <laughs> Don West then says that we might see death. Period. 
just coming coming that's in a strong. little much that's a little much so styles this is styles clash and then he wins the title yep pretty good match though pretty good match yeah yeah pretty good match i think that the ending is is what soured me on it not soured me but the the ending i thought could have been done a little bit better than what it was uh i just yeah daniel should have won daniel should have won i still believe that today yeah yeah he should have been the winner i think he got robbed yeah i think it's it's an injustice well maybe you'll get another shot next month at that uh ultimate x pay-per-view you suppose i hope so me too well, we're sent back to Double J. He's with this guy, Dagger, and he's with your guy, Larry Legend. Dagger says that he didn't get the job done, so Double J is going to have to take care of it himself <laughs> by any means necessary. <laughs> the best part about that uh, that uh, exchange was Jeff Jarrett goes, did you get it done? <laughs> and his lawyer's like, nah. And he goes, ah, couldn't make it happen, huh? <laughs> It made me laugh so hard. He just says it's like so quickly. Couldn't make it happen, huh? I was like, I, I fucking might take that. I might use that. You should. Huh? <laughs> get it done? No? Couldn't make it happen, huh? <laughs> Great. Hilarious. All right, man. We we get a package leading up to our main event here tonight. Between Big Sex, Kevin Nash, and Double J. So these guys were the kings of wrestling, if if you'll remember. They were. Rolling around in the caddy, fake plastic hair, you know, sequined suits. The whole business. So there's yeah. been trouble lately. Ooh. Nash says he's going home with that gold around his waist, and his wife loves gold. Oh, take it easy, gold member. So to Nash, the uh, the title means money, and to Double J, it says life and his passion, and so on. Well, Let me ask you: blood this. through his veins. Is Double J supposed to be a face here? You know, that's that's. There's not really any conclusive evidence either way for either these guys being a face or a heel. I guess so. <laughs> Is that what they're trying to do? By you know. Sex being all about money and, you know. I, th- I I probably, like, that would make sense. But at the same time, you're also teaming him with that that jerk-off lawyer that he's with. And, like, he's doing all the heelish stuff. So I, right. they didn't really, they're, they're, they did that thing that I hate when there's no, like, fine line between the 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 face and the heel. Like, that, that part I, I hate. In, this, in their package, though, like, they made this, like, a big deal package, right? They had a press conference in the video package, everything. But it, what, what a spot in the damn package. Big Sex is getting a massage. Oh, yeah? And that part didn't really, oh, yeah. That part didn't really make sense to me in the package. Right? And then Jeff comes in and Big Sex is in a towel. <laughs> I was like, what if Jeff just wanted a massage? Like, Jeff's like, hey, could you schedule me for a massage too? I'm like, nope. Oh, couldn't make it happen, huh? <laughs> he leaves with the guitar. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make note of the massage portion of the package, but I mean, he's big sex, man. That's a lot to massage. It's true. 
So Dusty made the stipulation that if Double J uses the guitar, he'll lose that title. So just watch out for that. I gotta keep that in mind. So most of the Impact Zone has got uh, Big Sexy's back. After some cat and mouse early on, the Big Sex takes control with his power moves. And then Double yeah, Don, J does the uh, chopping down the tree. Don West is, uh, he's got some rebar in his trousers over Big Sex in this one. He, he like he keeps on talking like always. Oh, you can tell. What does he say? He's like, I can tell he's been working out. <laughs> what? Well, uh, why, Don West? Why can you tell Big Sex has been working out? Like I, I don't get. He looks pretty much the same as he's looked through the majority of his career. Right. <laughs> but now he's he can tell. Oh, I can just tell he's been working out. I know. Well, he gets to watch these guys every week, man. Oh, gotcha. So he's got a little bit more intimate knowledge of their routine. Yeah. Don also keeps talking about the 14 surgeries that the uh, that the big sex has had on his legs. Hey, that's where I was getting a massage, right? Massaging his legs? Yeah. Massage his third leg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys, they're battling out into the crowd, into the backstage area. Is this... What kind of a match do we have here? That was one of the things that I was like, what the fuck's going on? If it was a no DQ match, they should have definitely said this is a no DQ match. But if it was no DQ match, then who gives a shit if Jeff Jarrett's using guitar? And they start their crowd work. They go out there. And they go like, the the they're fucking Don West and Mike TNA are freaking out going, oh, they're leaving the building. They go outside. And fucking Mike TNA is trying to convince us that those are fans that were turned away, but because of their love of TNA, they were just stood there and stood there in a line outside the event, knowing they weren't going to get in. They were turned away, but they just love the product so much that just being there, just being outside the building is enough to quench their thirst for the, the for the TNA product that they have. He's full of shit. Mike TNA is full of shit. We're two and a half hours into this show, too. Yeah, no, you're not sitting in a fucking line for two and a half hours after getting turned away from getting into a show. Not happening. Sorry, Mike TNA. You're not doing that. Are you fucking doing that? You're if somebody says, fan, "Hey, man. I," you 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 bet your baby balls, I am. But I guarantee you, if they say, "Hey, we're at capacity. Nobody else is getting in," I'm not going. Okay, can I stand here? And then can, like, I don't know, 40, 50 other people stand out here with me? Would that be all right? No. They say nobody else is getting in. Guess what? I'm leaving. I'm going to try and get back home. Maybe I can watch it on TV. Well, how about this, though, man? If you're out there, you're guaranteed some action in the title match up close and personal. If they tell me that. That's pretty good. (laughs) I might stay. But here's the other thing. He does this big sell job on how these are fans that weren't allowed in the building. They had to be turned away because they're at capacity. Nash does works over Jeff out there and all that kind of stuff. They start going back inside. And guess who follows them in? All the fans that were turned away because they were at capacity are now just 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 kind of strolling into the impact zone. Fuck you. <laughs> Where's heavy D security, man? Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna try and get me to believe something, you, you got to go all the way with it. That security guard should have been stopping at least 
you know, half of the people walking back in, right? Right, right. Right, because they're already at capacity, right? There's fire codes in place. You can't do that shit. No, no. Bunch of bastards. Well, so you were saying that Don West was, uh, he was, he was really, uh, really creaming over big sex earlier. Yeah. Now, it, now it's TNA's chance. He Good. says that, that the big sex has never been so brutal or determined. So it looks like he's going for a jackknife on the floor, and then Double J hits the great equalizer. The Nards Blow. Yeah, Nards Blow. He's, great move. He's one of the best. Yeah. At that. I'll give it to him. He knows when, how. I mean, if he does it so well, you'd almost think that he came up with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's good Nards Blow. You got to give me your take on what happens next year. Brilliant. Because Double J can't use a guitar. Right. <laughs> he pulls a cello. <laughs> this ends up being pretty hilarious. This is fucking great. Well, it sucks that like the neck of the cello broke off pretty quick. Because those <laughs> are expensive. It's a fucking cello. Right? Yeah. Gotta take her away here. And well, the neck breaks right away. So he's only got the <laughs> body of the, ch- the cello to work with. Uh, it's smart. But the other thing I question cello. It's not a, I mean, those are usually expensive pieces of equipment too. So that was, uh, that's a bit of a miss. Uh, the thing that throws me off though is, are, have we determined whether or not this is a no DQ match? It must be. Right. And it's never like mentioned. So he, he goes, I don't know, man. I don't you think that's brilliant? You can't use a guitar. So he uses a cello. That is pretty brilliant. It's just right. too bad that they got such a shit cello that it fell apart before he was able to, you know, maybe, do anything with it. But he, he, you know, he did some damage with the body of the thing. You think maybe it's because he didn't, uh, they've never had, to, nobody in the history of professional wrestling has had to gimmick a cello before? You think that's, that's uh, what it is? <laughs> They're like, no, I gimmicked it. It's good. And he fucking takes it off. First thing that happens is the goddamn neck falls off. <laughs> This is the first time I've seen a cello in a uh, in a wrestling match. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I saw Braun Strowman with a cello once, but this predates that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, and the follow-up to that, too. So, And then he uses the, the case of the cello as a weapon. <laughs> yeah, I got Those are... Here. Those are soft cases. Those are padded cases. I know. That's not a weapon. All right. I got to suspend my disbelief here because I know that those don't hurt. None. Right. He might as well be hitting them with a fucking empty backpack. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Jared, he uh, he's busted open here. He locks in a figure four and ask us to the rope. And Sex makes the comeback with the boot and the side suplex as the snake guys, his combo platter that he likes to do. You said something very important there. He makes it to the rope and gets the rope break. Oh. So, you got to break at the ropes. I don't know. Isn't that kind of standard, though? Let me ask you that. What? Rope breaks are... That is one thing that is basically enforced no matter what. 
if there's an official, right? Not in an ODQ match. I don't know. I'm just thinking like some classics like your heart and Austin, right? Okay. That was an ODQ match, but the ropes played a big role in that that thing. The ropes didn't play a big role in that? Him trying to get to the ropes? He wasn't trying to get to the ropes. He was trying to fight out. He was trying to fight out. <sighs> he was trying to push up, remember? Because even in that match, he even did it during the match. Like when he was in the move. He fought out enough for Bret Hart to fall forward. And then Bret Hart cinched it back and in. Got it back in. Yeah, it was not a rope situation in that match. We're still kind of uncertain about the, the stipulation of this match because I looked it up and it's a singles match is what it says. Okay, well, somebody should have been counted out way long ago. I agree. They were they were out in the they were out in the impact zone there for a while. Yes, they were. Oh man, Nash he nails the textbook Nards plow, and then he grabs the cello. Wants to give it to Double J, but the ref convinces him to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Nash got hit with the thing earlier. He's got a right to hit Jerry with it, right? No, put it down. Put it down. <laughs> There'll be no more chillo today. <laughs> so this type of shit does kind of, I won't say it totally ruins it, but it takes away from it for sure. Like the it, ref's over. Well, you can't, you can't have it be that um what's the word i'm looking for uh boy what's the word when it's the exact opposite contradictory you can't as a referee be that contradictory that closely right like you can't be like oh hit him with the guitar no don't hit him with the guitar right you it, it just it just doesn't work like you can't like hit a low blow and then like it just the rules are there for a reason man i say that all the time you can't not count them out all right, you guys get back in the ring now. You've had your fun with the guys we turned away. Oh, don't hit him with the, I know he hit you earlier, but we've changed our mind now. Like it, You can't go that far in the opposite directions with the rules. Like when the, within the confines of one match, if you do, it's got to be a long match and it's got, you got to do it like right away at the beginning and then somewhere close to the end. But even then I'm going to pick up on it because I love the rules and I'm going to be pissed off. You are a rules guy. Yeah, it's me. So Nash listens to the referee, puts the cello down, and then he picks Double J up. And he delivers the jackknife on the cello. Pretty good. But in the meantime, he hit the referee while he's going up for the jackknife. That was a rough jackknife, too. You know what happens next? We get Mr. Ass. Bomp, bomp. I'm an ass man. So he runs in, and the camera kind of misses his big spot. I I laughed really hard. That was hilarious to me. Like, he's got this big spot where he's got a chair, and they almost completely missed the shot. Like, you have to be locked in to see that it happened. Like, locked in. Right. I had to rewind it. Um, Yep. I had written, I think he hit some with the chair. I'll tell you what, uh, the first time it happened, I didn't know what the fuck happened uh, until uh, Mike TNA yells, that's the the former badass Billy, Mr. Ass from the Empire, from the WWE. That's the former Mr. Ass from the WWE. And I was like, what <laughs> fuck, when the fuck did Ass did show up here? Where's Ass? I had to ride to rewind it. And then Waltman shows up, gives the business to Double J, it's the Bronco Buster, 
The X Factor. And then Nash you, gets a two. What do you think of uh, Waltman showing up? <laughs> you think of that attire he's wearing? Do you want to talk about uh, you know pajamas? He is head to toe fucking Prince style pajamas. Oh man, I didn't make note of it, but is he wearing the knee pads over his? I didn't see the knee pads Stuff over like it. he always does. No, I didn't see the knee pads over it. That's like a sneaky, funny spot with Waltman, because he, no matter what he's wearing, he always throws the knee pads. <laughs> yeah. It seems. Yeah. It looks ridiculous. But he's, yeah, he's always been one for, uh, you know, oddball looks. Is this before or after uh, his uh, foray into the adult film industry? Tough to say. Probably around the same time. Yeah, feels like it'd be the same time. He's dressed like a like a porn guy. Oh yeah. He's dressed like he just came off the set. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So ass. He goes for the belt shot, and <laughs> BG appears out of nowhere, grabs the belt out of his former partner's hands, and then Double J gets the title. Wallop Snash. Another two. So they're kind of relying a little too heavily on the backstory from another promotion here. Yeah. The only thing that, like, doesn't tie into it, though, is that BG stops. He stops. Ass, right? Because ass, ass, BG, and Waltman, right? They were all DXers. Right. And then you got... No, ass uh, is a double J guy. No, ass is a double J guy. But BG is a Nasher and a and a Pocker. So it's it, and this is the well, first time that Ash, yeah Ash shows up. So we don't really. I mean, clearly his allegiance with Double J, but I don't know why. I don't think Nash and BG ever had an alliance or anything before this. No, I don't really. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. So Double J. It's a stroke. Doesn't get the job done. Now he's pissed. Pissed. That's my stroke. Now he's going upstairs. And he gets caught in a choke. And Double J throws the ref out of the way. Hits another low blow. Another stroke. Double J gets the win. Retains the title. What do you think of that one? You know, the match itself, it seemed like when they were not with the... Uh, the fans outside that couldn't get in. It seems like they were going to work a good match. Like just the two of them, if they would have just left all the bullshit away, it seems like they could have had just like a decent match, mm-hmm. like a, a fun match. Like there, there was one spot where Jarrett ate a big boot, and the velocity at which he ran in that big boot was um, it was amazing. Like there was some very small detail things within the confines of when they're actually having a wrestling match that I enjoyed. The only problem is that. The, within the confines of when they were actually having a wrestling match is such a small fraction of the match. It was kind of hard to, uh, to fully invest myself. And then just the unbelievable amount of bullshit at the end, mm-hmm. right? You got ass, you got Pac, you got dog, you got stroke too. You got shove the ref again. Ref takes a second ref. Bump. Don't do two ref bumps in one match. Not with the same referee. That's fucking foolish. And then, right low blow stroke so i just i really believe that had they just worked an actual wrestling match they could have had a pretty damn good match but this one i didn't hate it it was just way too much way too much 
And that seems to be the trend with the main event matches. Yeah. You know, reminds me a little of WCW in that it always falls apart to a big mess at the end. Uh, a you little know. bit more than a little for me. It's almost like spot on W. So like, like yeah. the only difference is like it feels like it's executed better. You know what I mean? Like that's the only right. difference. It's still way too much shit, but it, it just feels like the shit's executed better. Right, right. And they kind of, you know, they kind of got the X division, just like WCW had the cruiserweight division to, you know, give you some legitimacy without all the BS. You know, yeah, like yeah. Styles Daniels just having a Styles and Daniels match was, you know, nice. Right. But yeah, it's, it's pretty, you know, Double J, still the champion, champion all year so far. So champion of my heart. Well, maybe he'll get the throne next uh, next time around. You got what we what we got next? Well, next we're gonna be watching Destination X, Triple X, Destination Triple X. Yeah, I'm gonna watch him. We're gonna sit down. And we're gonna break down a pono. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> we're watching pornography. <laughs> Special episode next week. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it yeah, that, takes that'd be fucking hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Duke, let me, what did you think when the dude said, "Oh, lick my asshole"? <laughs> Did that bring I in more? Totally botches the, botches the finish. <laughs> That's oh, a small yeah. package I've ever seen one. <laughs> oh man, I've been there. Botching the finish. <laughs> totally botches the finish. We're watching pornography. <laughs> oh, man. oh. All right. So on destination, we'll we'll look up to see if there's a, de- a destination triple X out there. Maybe we'll do an X rated. Uh, but for the next show, we're just going to do destination X one X single X, and it is uh, it's going to be. Looks like we got. God, what do we got here? Three live crew and America's Most Wanted are taking on Team Canada. All right, a lot of guys. Uh, Chase Stevens is taking on Chris Saban. We got a Texas bull rope match between uh, Dustin Rhodes and Raven. That's a rematch, huh? And we got a rematch, yeah. Yeah, they better we be have better. a Yeah, they should. We have a tag team match with the stipulation Tracy becomes the personal director of authority. If the Disciples of Destruction win. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's du- that bit with Dusty getting the bimbos to get a team together. That could be it. Yeah. So uh, it's the Disciples of Destruction, which we know as Ron and Don Harris. And they're taking on Phi Delta Slam, which is Bruno Sassy and Big Tilly. All right. Got uh, Monty Brown versus Triton. Oh, Triton. Triton is back. You excited? That's the first, yeah, I, I kind of am. The only problem is he's facing Monty Brown, so it's a losing situation for him. Right. The all this big buildup for Triton. Man, and he's going to face win, though. Well, I mean, that's usually the good thing to do. Like, you build a guy up, you show him out, and he gets the win, usually. So, that'd smart money's a, on... Yeah, that'd be a smart, big statement win. Yeah, smart money's on Triton. Triton. 
we got to Falls Cone Anywhere with Jeff Hardy and Abyss. I already fucking hate it. Another rematch. Uh, Come on. Man. Yeah. We got a first blood match between Kevin Nash and the Outlaw. Mr. Ass? Yeah, it's Mr. Ass. He's the Outlaw. First blood oh, match. First blood, yeah. Uh, Ultimate X. AJ Styles, Ron Killings, and Elix Skipper, and Christopher Daniels. Pretty good. That ought to be good. Be interesting to see Killings in there. And then we yeah. have a what they're touting as a ringside revenge match. And that is Jeff Jarrett versus Diamond Dallas Page. Can they not say Lumberjack match? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure lumber. you can say Lumberjack match, but theirs is called a ringside revenge match. I like to come up with fun names for things. They do. Uh, after reading all that, I'm already convinced that maybe we should go ahead and just watch a porno instead. <laughs> You're just saying Big Sex and Mr. Ass ain't, ain't doing it for you? I I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 I am kind of looking forward to watching it a little bit, but too many stipulation matches already, and I haven't even started watching the event. I just read read what we're going to watch. It's too many stipulations. Wasn't that the big gripe of your dying days of WCW? Could I just get a fucking match, just a regular goddamn match, and we're not getting it? It was the same deal. Yeah. It's eerily similar, but I agree. It's like done better. You know, there's a little bit more thought put into it. A little bit. Same, yeah. same kind of formula. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to TNA uh, Against All Odds 2005. Duke Bay. Triton. 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 Next time. Hey, we got some shirts. Yeah, we got a lot of shirts, man. If you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and search Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast, you're going to find you're going to find new t-shirts. We got new designs out. We got the Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. That's there. That's always going to be there. That's going to stay there. It's a great-looking shirt. Do yourself a favor. Make yourself look better. Get one. We also got the Down Under Pounder up there. That's the Tots Pod shirt. Looks great. Awesome job. Al does amazing stuff. We also have a couple new designs. We got the year of Duke and Rogue shirt. Well, it looks it's a beautiful looking shirt. A little homage to uh to Minnesota there and uh a little homage to a Nards plow. And we got the Nards plow shirt. That's right. You go to Gorilla Brain Wrestling or Gorilla Brain you go to Pro Wrestling Tees. I got I got too horny, got my words mixed up. You go to Pro Wrestling Tees, you search Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast, you fucking look at the shirts, and you're gonna see a Nards Plow shirt. It's a fuck. It's an actual goddamn Nards Plow. It's a fucking Nards Plow. It's a, it's it's a, a thing it's, of beauty. It's a beautiful thing, is what he's saying. And it says right on it, Nards Plow. They let us print on- a shirt that says Nards Plow. <laughs> Man, so this thing was on the market for I don't know less than a day, and it was already you know somebody was trying to pirate the thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a quality. It's a quality, quality design. It's a good looking shirt. It even's got. Uh, it even says "That's enough" on the shirt. It says "That's enough." It's a combo. An arts plow. That's enough shirt. It's, can't go wrong, right? Did shirt. you notice? Did you notice that the arts plow is plowing snowballs that look like snow testicles? A couple of big balls. Yeah. A couple of big old arts. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. An arts plow is coming through. I'm wearing the Duke and Rogue shirt right now, proudly. My my Nards plow. 
shirt's not arrived yet. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, great shirt. If you enjoy the show, you know, get a shirt. Get a shirt. Wear it. Wear it to the office. Wear your Nards Plow shirt to the office. And when they say, ah, oh, I don't know if you wear a shirt that says Nards Plow, you just point, you just point to the shirt. You point to the part that says, this. And then go sit down and get to work. All right, you're at, you're at the office. Get to work. This. This. All right, well, that's it for this time. You got, you got anything else there, Mr. Rogue? No. Slide one in there. Oh, yeah. Forgot about slide one in there. Slide one in there. That's enough. Don't botch the finish. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs>